You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani, we are two Texas licensed attorneys and we are here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on 104.5 and 106.1 and you can listen to us live and watch us live I think on Facebook just go to the Legal Connection show and you can Facebook message us messenger us live with your questions if you have any so today Tony and I are going to continue our discussion of corporations and we've got a little bit more specific discussion on LLCs versus S-Corps. That seems to be a, um, a topic that people have a lot of questions about or they're just not sure about. And, you know, Tony, I think the main difference, I think we should talk about just overall different incorporations, but just the main difference between the LLC and the S-Corp is the way people can choose to be taxed. Yeah, and I want to talk about that in a minute, but I just wanted to bring to the attention of our listeners of, of a recent death that we had in the county that shocked me mm-hmm. and uh, just sort of give him like a, you know, that attaboy or the, the deference that he should be due for the work that he did. And it was um, the death of J.D. Lambright, who's our county attorney. And he died on Saturday. And I was stunned by that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know he was sick. And uh, I, I've never, I can be, honestly say I've only met him a few times, not I may have had some discussions with him, but nothing at any length. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, our station manager, uh, Dick, you were saying that you met him a few times. Um, and what, what was the circumstances? Yes. Well, he uh, was always involved with the station, you know, doing announcements and like what their, what the district, district uh, he's not that he was the county's district attorney. Yeah. He was actually the county attorney. County yeah. County yeah. attorney. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know the difference when he Right. Came. He was just an attorney that did something for the county. <laughs> Well, he yeah, he represented the county. So whenever the county got in trouble with certain things, he was involved. Yes, uh, in protecting. And he was an attorney for a long time. And yeah. I'm going to read a little bit about what it says about him in the paper, since it gives better than what I can say without you know actual hands-on knowledge or anything like that. But right. um, it, it does say that uh, just just a little bit here. Their statement is with our deepest sorrow, and the staff of the county attorney's office announced the passing of J.D. Lambright, county attorney of Montgomery County, on March 9th, 2019. J.D. had faithfully served Montgomery County as the county attorney since January 1st, 2013. Um, Mm -hmm. He was a great leader, boss, attorney, and friend. His vision, leadership, and devotion to justice and doing the right thing will be remembered, and his impact upon the community will be long-lasting. And they had, you know, certain arrangements they talked about. Um, It goes on to say that um, he was a true believer in open government and public integrity Good. during his two terms as the county attorney by reorganizing the county attorney's office so that the county government would not rely upon outside lawyers, but actions uh, those actions have saved Montgomery County taxpayers millions of dollars. Um, and I'm not surprised millions of dollars. Lambright never cowered before the uh, Montgomery County Commissioner's Court. When they were about to take actions which he believed that he believed were unethical, Lambright would speak up during the meeting in public view. For an example, when Precinct 2 County Commissioner Charlie Riley tried to place his best friend, former Sheriff Tommy Gage, on the ethics committee, like that's ethical, (laughs) um, Lambright objected and prevented the uh, commissioner's court from taking that action in March of 2017. Wow. I love this guy. He really, I I did see some other things that he did that really helped the county a lot with regard to making the records more available to citizens. Uh, and he did. I mean, you can really, yeah. right, if you ask for a Freedom of Information Act request, right. mm-hmm. you get it right away. They, were, I mean, that you snap your finger. So they are really good about that. And I just want to let our, our listeners know that. Now, it says Lambright's last appearance at the commissioner's court meeting was a brief visit during the February 12th, 2019 meeting where Lambright looked rather thin and tired. He had obviously suffered uh harsh from problems with his health by that time, as he had robustly spoken to the commissioner's court as recently as January 29th, and it appeared as the first guest on, <laughs> it's quote, it's hammer time in a oh, no. very highly viewed <laughs> show on January 11th, 2019. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it goes on and on. You can, you can Google it and read about him, but, um, you know, he was an attorney before, um, 
it just goes on to say that he, I, I'd seen a picture of him and his wife who were in a parade at the at Woodlands for Fourth of July. He was very involved in the community. Um, mm-hmm. I do. I, I was able to experience um, the 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 benefits of the things that he got accomplished in the short time that he was in office. Um, it says out of 17 nominees, Lambright won Montgomery County's Boss of the Year Award wow. in 2014, and he was a repeat in 2015. That's great. Um, he graduated from South Texas. Yay! Um, and uh, he received a Master's of Science and Bachelor's of Science in Electrical Engineering from Texas Tech. Prior to being elected, the county attorney, Lambright, owned and operated a private law practice for 13 years in Conroe. During that time, he handled a broad a variety of civil, family, criminal, and probate cases. So um, uh, that, then he was a geophysicist over at a Shell for a while, too. But uh, without going on and on about his whole right. history, what a wonderful guy and what a legacy that he left. And, and I think uh, Governor Abbott said that he agreed that the flag should be flown at half-mast for him. Right. And I— and, and I didn't know who that, I didn't know if they could, we complied with that. But yeah, as, no, I noticed it, Tony, over the courthouse, the flags are at half mast. And I, I know that he had died. I read about it right, right after it happened. And um, on Saturday, they weren't at half mast yet. And I was noticing that, but they wouldn't have known because they weren't open. Anyway, right. that's, that, that's a, uh, you know, a, that a boy, um, good guy. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to take advantage of his life and we benefited from him in this lifetime. And really, uh, a life cut short that we could have um, really benefited from. If he had just lived a little longer. Right. I love it. The hammer time. Guy. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, let's talk about corporations then. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. One other thing that we needed to talk about, if I can get it up on my, my screen real quick, that we were talking about it in um, just before the show. And it was about, because, you know, we do, we, we practice law every day. That's what we do. That's what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. It's 24-7. I don't right. sleep at night sometimes going through, preparing right. for trials. And, um, you, you know, sometimes you have to counsel your, um, here, let me try to get my phone to open up again. I hate when that happens. Um, you know, you counsel your clients that uh, sometimes, particularly from an ethical standpoint, they may not be in a position where they can win. You're just their attorney. You collect the evidence. You can see that they're not in a, that, that they've got a case, but maybe not a strong one. Yeah. And if an offer is made for settlement, that you're telling them as their attorney that it would not be a bad idea if they considered settlement because the facts as they're presented may not be favorable because of the climate, Me Too, or whatever, for it to go to a jury in a settlement, in a civil case at least, would be a really good idea. And even in a criminal case, if the prosecutor's making you a pretty good deal, yeah, and, and be the, reasonable. And, and, you've got, and you're in a jury pool that where the, 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 the victim, so to speak, is, in a, uh, is well-loved in the community, even if they're, they're lying about what happened, the jury pool may not be favorable to you. So you have to really consider all these things before going to trial. Mm-hmm. But not just like we were saying, a lot of times the settlement offer is ridiculous. And you are completely right, 100% with your position. And you should go forward and fight because other people need to learn or that that person that's doing these bad things, whoever they may be, they, meet, they need to feel that pain or they need to learn that lesson better they need, other victims need to see what happened so they can come forward, almost like the Me Too thing, but not really what we're talking about today. Right. But in other words, for justice to be done, you can't just settle out. For justice to be done, if, if you have a reasonable negotiation, then you should consider it. Right. Um, but if it's something that's ridiculous, then don't consider it. Go get justice. It's right. worth the gamble. Now, that being said, um, you are, uh, you know, I think you said that you're an ordained minister. Yes. You're, you know, so much more about the Bible than I do. I'm just, I'm humbled by your knowledge. My favorite book right now is Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think it's the most fascinating book. It's like, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, but yeah. real. Yeah. Love that book. And so mm-hmm. I'm really reading it. And it's in our, it's right in our, it's, there's a lot of uh, homilies about it right now. So anyway, read Jeremiah, people, if you haven't read it, it's a great book. But what what we were talking about in the car, uh, our, our make to office before we stepped into right. our, <laughs> the radio, the radio station. Is you were saying, well, you know, and you were telling me about a verse, and I'm like, that's a great verse. And so I'm going to read that verse uh, because it is very important. And then I'm going to let you elaborate on what you told me because I just loved it. Um, and it goes toward when you should settle a deal or when you should go to court, when you should, like Kenny Rogers says, when you should hold them and when you should fold them. No when them. to hold them, and, no when to fold and them. And not because you're in the wrong but because it may be that it's in your best interest to, like what was all about the homily today. The, the, the first reading was from Isaiah, and um, 
and, and it, the, the second reading was from the, you know, the New Testament, but basically it was covering the, our Lord's prayer, the most perfect prayer, and to for, uh, forgive us our trespasses, which we all love, mm-hmm. but also to forgive the trespasses against us. That doesn't mean not, because I talked to a priest about this, it doesn't mean don't go to court. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean not to get justice, but it does mean in your heart to not harbor ill will, but to make sure justice is done. Right. But you don't have to be mean about it mm-hmm. because justice isn't for us to you know, give. And you know mm-hmm. all, more about that with all your ministry stuff. But here's the verse. Um, it is Matthew, if y'all want to look it up in your, uh, your own reader-friendly Bibles, Matthew 5.25 um, says, Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him. Okay, so you're walking to court, more or less with your adversary is the, the image and what you were kind of saying to think of it like. Lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge. In other words, it's going to court if you don't settle it out with your buddy mm-hmm, up front. Mm-hmm. Deliver uh, at any time this adversary to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Mm-hmm. And I, and then it says the World English Bible reading, and I'm going to read it a different way because then I'm going to talk about it for a second. Agree with your adversary quickly, while you are with him in the way, lest perhaps the prosecutor deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and cast you into prison. And um, we were talking about a case that I was handling, but it also has to do with the case that you're working on, right. um, where it was like, why would these people just come clean and be, you know, the, the people, the, the two parties? Why won't, why, was, why won't the bad party just come clean? Not in the case of taking the fifth because you're going to go to jail and you've already made amends with God and that kind of thing. But we're talking in a civil case. If somebody's really done something wrong and they're hiding these facts, they're they're lying on, and people do it all the time in affidavits. They're lying to the judge. They're lying on to the court. To the court. They're lying mm-hmm. to banks. They're lying under oath. That mm-hmm. is not only a mortal sin. That's a a, a, a against the law. It's a criminal. It's a right. crime, right. and it's a federal crime that you're going to go to prison for. Just like the recent newspaper articles where we have Michael Cohen and. Um, <laughs> Who was the president's uh, aid campaign? Oh, what's uh, his name? I, can I forget? I hear, I hear him on the TV all the time. Recently, just got sentenced to 47 months in yeah, prison. Mm-hmm, I know who you're okay, talking who, about. Okay, tell us who it is. Help us out here. Who is the uh, the recent uh, Trump? For his campaign. The ex, ex-Trump uh, Trump campaign. Manafort? Yes. yes. <laughs> we can't forget that. <laughs> Manafort was recently um, sentenced to 47 months in federal prison, if I've got my dates right, because he he had made a deal uh, about telling the truth, coming clean after he was indicted for some stuff outside the campaign. Mm-hmm. And then they found out he lied to them even more. And a non-disclosure is a lie. Right. And he didn't disclose some other things. And uh, so we went to prison for it. Mm-hmm. So if people are telling lies, don't lie. This is what this whole verse is about. Mm-hmm. Come clean with it and see if you can settle. And then be honest. That's what all life is about. Trust, honesty, all those virtues. That's why God gave us those Ten Commandments. That's why there was the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. That's why. So right. anyway, what do you have to add about walking to the court and coming clean? Because you had saying some pretty good stuff about that. Well, I think you covered it. I think you oh, covered no. it all. Well, I mean, you know, the whole, the whole uh, premise of that is everything that you just said. You know, you may have a point in your... Uh, litigation or your suit and 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 the circumstances. It's not everybody's good. There's there's a little bit of bad in all of us. We all sure. said, but y- you may have a point, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you have the winning argument, right? And maybe or you may not a, be able to prove it. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of bad stuff that you could get in trouble for, for too. And so when Jesus actually said that, what he was saying w- was. Look, it was kind of like the look at the speck in your eye, you know, the, you, <laughs> the log. The just speck. whatever that. Last yeah. Sunday, it's like you see a little splinter, but you've got a log. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have this image of this person with a big log in their eye. This Let big, me help you with that funny. splinter. <laughs> yeah, right. It's funny. And it's the same kind of thing, except for that's a legal context. You know, Jesus was saying, be reasonable. If your enemy is giving you an opportunity mm-hmm. to settle, mm-hmm. take it. Well, depending on who the enemy is, everybody, if if the case— But is, that's not what Jesus said. He yes. didn't say, now, depending on who right. the enemy is, Jesus <laughs> said, if your enemy is giving you an opportunity to settle, take it. And, um, or— If it's reasonable, not you, if your enemy is saying, hey, I just stole uh, $5 million, and, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a dollar. Yeah, Jesus didn't say that. Yeah. It's assumed that it was reasonable. Right. So if your enemy is giving you an opportunity, or your Mm -hmm. adversary really Mm -hmm. is what it is, is giving you an opportunity to come to some sort of reasonable 
conclusion. Mm -hmm. Don't push it. Because mm -hmm. if you push it, then... It could come back to hurt you. And when you say enemy, and we're looking from a civil standpoint, but if, if, if the person that's doing the wrong is facing um, federal criminal indictments, mm -hmm. then, and they know it. So it's like the judging thing. We're not supposed to judge. But if they know just how bad they are, and on this particular issue, they're not coming clean with it, and they're not having men's. And it's one thing if somebody's on hard times and there's a, like a bad business deal, or even a divorce, and they're kind of tied tit for tat. They're, they're, like even what we're going to talk about today, it's corporations, mm -hmm. where something went wrong and they're, they're just, you know, fell on hard times, or there was a disagreement on what was said in the contract. It was ambiguous. Mm -hmm. That's just a dispute. And you, if people, reasonable minds can usually come to an agreement and a mediation if there's something like that. It's not all about the money. It's about what's reasonable. Because if you, in your heart, approach something that's reasonable, you know what the facts are and most of it's going to come out, then you really should settle because why would you waste your time in court? But if it's, if it's un, ir, irrational and unreasonable because somebody is doing something that is so greedy. I, I, greed is just one of the big, big um, vices. There's other reasons. There's less, you know, what are, the, what are the seven deadly sins? Lust, greed. I don't know. Uh, You're on a roll. Let us know. <laughs> I don't remember all of them. Uh, but Tony, the point with that that you just read mm -hmm. is that that guy was guilty because he got thrown in prison yes, when yes, he ends uh -huh. up in court. Right. So, you know, he wasn't talking about reasonable circumstances and contracts right. and all that kind uh -huh. of stuff. What he was saying was, look, if you've done something, you need to be reasonable. Right. And you need to be quick to agree because if the book is thrown at you, you're going to jail. And so here's the example that I was using is um, you have to tell the truth on your bankruptcy schedules. And if you, no matter what is on those schedules, uh, there's a, a Supreme Court case called Shuldra. If you don't read those schedules, just like when you sign a lease, right. but particularly when you're signing something to the government, right. the federal government, right. if uh, your taxes are the same way, if you sign, but I don't see, I think it has the oath on it. Mm -hmm. if you sign a bankruptcy schedule because you want the benefit of bankruptcy, forgiveness, mm -hmm. and relief, mm -hmm. and you don't disclose everything or you lie. And a lot of people don't want to keep their stuff. If you lie, it doesn't matter what your attorney put on there. You can't, Shuldra says, you can't blame your attorney. Yeah. You are responsible for what's on there. Right. And if you lied and you know you lied mm -hmm. and you've got a ton of creditors that are due money mm -hmm. and you've now got the trustee and the U.S. trustee and the judge and all these people going, uh, we're, it's going to be found out. Well, then you're the guy in the parable that needs to agree with You're the guy in the parable walking up the with the guy saying, you know, court. I did wrong and I've got forgiveness with God and everything, but... I'd like to work with you on settling this amount. Right, I right. lied about this. That's what they mean because mm -hmm. the bad guy knows he did wrong mm -hmm. and he's not coming clean with the person that knows he can prove he did wrong. And that might also be the prosecutor because uh, if you want to look at it from sure. another case. Sure. And if you do something wrong in your bankruptcy schedule, you are going to prison yeah. because that's a federal crime. That's just like lying to Congress. You think Manafort, who'd been doing this all of his life, thought he was going to prison over a few little deals he'd gotten away with before. See, and this is the, he should have agreed yes. on the way to He was the so pompous and arrogant. Yeah. And, and you know this saying, what is the Bible saying? The fall before arrogant. Pride cometh before a fall. Pride <laughs> comes before yes. a fall. People that think mm -hmm. they've done it before and gotten away with it. And they have. Might have thought mean that. Today. Yeah. Cohen mean thought today. that. Yeah, I know. So those are just the examples that are in the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I got on a roll on that. Let's talk about corporations. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so um, let's see. The benefits of incorporating, we, we have talked about this a little bit on other shows, but the benefits are protection from tax liability, I mean, um, creditor liability. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, a huge well, tell, we, since benefit. We're, we're kind of doing a redo of the other show. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, what is, tell us what a corporation is. Well, a corporation is an entity that's been formed through the state. And it's a legal entity, like a, legal, a person. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, it, it's an individual. Incorporating a business means turning your sole proprietorship or general partnership into a company formally recognized by your state of incorporation. When a company incorporates, it becomes its own legal business structure mm -hmm. set, set apart from the individuals who founded the business. So through incorporation, the company's owners or owners create a separate legal entity mm -hmm. to transact business. And right. we talked about this before. I think it's really like neat. having a baby, but it's yeah. a corporation. Yeah. And it's, it grows into a person. And it, but they're shares. And so everybody owns the baby. Right. Yeah. So you got to take care of the baby. Uh -huh. Because if you don't, then CPS is coming after you. And that's the shareholders. Yeah. Or, you know, the shareholders' attorneys. <laughs> right. But then that that person that you've created, you know, hype up. 
hypothetically or yeah, whatever. The entity. Yeah, that you've created then becomes the one that is responsible for most of the actions, mm-hmm. business dealings, whatever, of the corporation. Right. And its shareholders are protected from personal liability mm-hmm. in the event that that corporation or that baby person mm-hmm. corporation mm-hmm. decides to do something or unknowingly does something that it didn't intend. And that goes to, if you want to find out who the parents of the baby are, be the corporation, you can go to the Secretary of State or you can Google um, the comptroller. I actually have that without having to go through a lot of work. It shows right up on your internet. You can just Google um, uh, taxpayer franchise from the uh, corporate franchise comptroller. Those three words will get you to a little box that lets you fill in the name of whatever corporation or part of it that you may know. So you can see who the officers are because those are the people that are going to ultimately be responsible. Now, although the officers are not responsible for the corporate actions because they're protected, right. with the, that's why you form one. I said that you don't have liability. You can pierce that corporate veil if and get to the corporate owners if they do something wrong by, and they breach the fiduciary duty. And it's pretty, it doesn't happen a lot, but the example is Enron. Mm-hmm. We know that Ken Lay eventually died, but... Um, who was the other guy that just got out of prison that was the second in command? Um, and we asked you this, Dick. Who was the guy well, that just got out of prison that was an Enron shareholder? Jeffrey Skilling. Thank you. You're, you're the man with with all the answers too, today. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Skilling was a an officer in Enron yeah. that was held accountable for the— Personally liable. Yeah, personally accountable. And he mm-hmm. went to prison for— I think it was originally like 20 years. It was 27 years, something really high. And the reason for that is because they determined that his actions or the corporate front, Enron, mm-hmm. was just a sham for his own personal. Well, it wasn't a sham. Enron did amazing work. And they, they you can't take away what the stuff that they did that was charitable and good. Right. But what they didn't do was they didn't disclose. Disclosure's a lie if you mm-hmm. are supposed to and you don't. They didn't disclose on their schedules that they filed with the um, the FEC or um, SEC, mm-hmm. SEC um, that they had taken loans out from, I believe it was um, other corporations that they owned. They had hidden how in debt they were. Right. They were worth zero when they were holding out to all the shareholders. They were worth billions and billions in one of the top companies in America. And when the when the shareholders um, and the officers that were had the inside track of what was going on started sharing off selling off their shares so that when it collapsed, they would have money. That was the fraud. The, the fraud was not telling the shareholders it's worth zero so they could start, you know, protecting their investment mm-hmm. and uh, and they're not knowing. And so that was the sham. And I believe that they did it in good faith. If Jeff Skilling is listening, I believe personally that the officers didn't have, it wasn't their intent to defraud people. Obviously, they started this corporation with a legitimate purpose. Their intent was to get the money back through business and they were found out before it's like borrowing money, you know, like a, the pyramid thing, you borrow money to pay somebody else back and they couldn't get the money paid back in time. But the, even if they had done that, they still had not disclosed on the SEC said that they were borrowing money, the truth. Yeah. And that, even if they had, they had, ban- they'd made the bandaid, it wouldn't have come out if they had, if they had, if they had, successful. if it was successful, but it did come out. And the fraud wasn't that they, did they they fixed the problem? The fraud was the non-disclosure, which right. is what we talked about earlier. Right. Okay. okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Tony and I are here today talking about corporations, and uh, we're going to just take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. 
Hey, Megumi County and all my listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Files of Utsara. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Files with Zoe, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936 941-8778. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today talking about corporations. And, you know, Tony, I think we should talk a little bit about the pros and cons of incorporating. Yes. We were just talking about how to incorporate. Or what a corporation is and the liability and that kind of thing. But I definitely, I want to learn what and be refreshed on the pros and cons of the type of corporation or a corporation at all. So, okay, so just the pros and cons. Well, yeah, the pros and cons is that you secure your assets and you gain tax breaks. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is of incorporation. Uh, you can grow your corporation and you can create an investment that right. will pay off later when you so want to So corporation retire. versus sole proprietor. These are the things that are better about a corporation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can easy, easily transfer funds and you can do it faster just because uh, it's a corporation. You get ready for retirement. We already talked about that. The cons, especially like with C-corporations, is you get double taxation. And what that means is that you're taxed at the corporate level for profits. Mm-hmm. And then also... Because you're, it's a person. It's like a baby. I mean, it's not a person. Yeah, they're paying entity. taxes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as a shareholder, you're also taxed at the private level. Because the shareholder receives money from the corporation. They're not being taxed. Double, they're being double taxed because if you're the only shareholder, the corporation makes money and it's taxed. Right. And then you received some income from the corporation, so you're taxed on that income. That's what the double taxation is. Exactly. Whereas if it was sole proprietorship, it would just be running through the DBA you set up, and you'd just be taxed on that one thing. But the corporation is different because you've got to share the money with the shareholders, assuming there's more than just one person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then another uh, con is that you have ongoing fees. You have to file articles of incorporation and applicable fees, and you have to keep those up. And so that's paperwork. You have to have an annual. There's certain things that are required in the statutes for a corporation to do, just like a person has to, um, you know, a re- responsibility to show your ID when the officer stops you, or you have to go to school a certain number of years. You know, it's mandatory. A corporation has certain mandatory rules, too, and they are to have at least one annual meeting with the shareholders, and you've got to file You have to, your, your EIN, so you have to file corporate taxes. Um, you have to do certain things, and if you don't comply with those certain things, then you've got to answer to the shareholders because the, the, the corporation uh, Gestapo is not going to come get you because they don't care. It's a civil thing. Right. But, but if your shareholders, like the Enron shareholders, or if there's even five shareholders, it may be a family corporation. There's a lot of those, like J.R. Ewing. Those shareholders may come to you, just like in a partnership or any other family business, and say, I need you to show me the books. That's another requirement. Mm-hmm. They need you to show me the books. Mm-hmm. What do we spend money on? And they may have a say in a vote to vote you out, mm-hmm. just like a client you're working on right now. Right. Um, so there's certain things that you have to do, and if they aren't followed, then your shareholders uh, can come after you for not complying with that those corporate rules, and you breached your fiduciary duty as the the person that's that's handling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And also another uh, con or negative is that there's more record keeping. People don't like a lot of right. Paperwork. That's what, that's the, the whole thing with the corporation. You've got to keep the records so that you can show it's transparent to your shareholders. So it's not that's the the downside is you're now having to expose what's going on in this company. Good example, oil company owners, um, a lot of times will have 
closely held companies and not incorporate because they don't want their business known or they don't want to have to report to the SEC or whatever. They don't want to follow those rules because maybe they're not being shifty, but they're paranoid because they have so much money. I'd probably be paranoid too if, you know, if I had so much money that, you know, like Bill Gates that I didn't know what to do with. But people like that have so much money. They start charities and start giving it all out. Right. I hope they do. All right. So what else? Okay. So now uh, we talked about in, uh, a corporation. You can start uh, an S Corp, a C Corp. We talked a little bit about that, but we wanted to mainly focus on the differences between the LLC and the S Corp. Okay? Yeah, tell me about but, the S Corp. Okay. So some S Corp advantages, why you would choose it. Right. Okay. You have limited liability protection. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, your liability is um, confined to the amount of money that you put in that business. Say, like, mm -hmm. I put in $10,000 to start up my business. Mm -hmm. the same with the corporation. And mm -hmm. it becomes, right. Mm -hmm. But it becomes worth a million dollars. I'm still limited, personally liably, liably limited to the $10,000 the uh -huh, mm -hmm. $10, that I put in it. Uh, it's easy to transfer ownership through the sale of stock. Mm -hmm. It's got an unlimited life. Yes, you, I love that that transfer of ownership. That makes it so much easier than having to file a deed for property. Everything is owned by the corporation. That does make it easier to take the shares. Like when you partition a house, someone dies and five kids own it, and they don't own a room. They own they own twenty percent right. of the whole house. And so, if you get an argument with one of the siblings, the only way to resolve that, let's say that they wanted to make the house, uh, they wanted to use it for commercial. It's like on a main thoroughfare. The only way to take care of that is either buy them out or go to court and ask for them par to partition it mm -hmm. so you can get the cash mm -hmm. so people can get their money share worth. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Same thing with a corporation. Um, it's also got the S-Corp has a pass-through taxation. Mm -hmm. um, and pass-through taxation, what is that? Well, it avoids what we were talking about with the C-Corp. Mm -hmm. You're taxed at the corporate level right. and you're also taxed at the personal level. Mm -hmm. Well, pass-through taxation is where you're not paying taxes on both of those levels. Mm -hmm. You're paying them at the personal level right. only. And the way you do that is you have to, once the corporation is formed, and you form a corporation through the S, the, S, the Secretary, Secretary of State of Texas, State. Mm -hmm. the exact same way you form a corporation, there's no distinction, whether it's an S Corp or a C Corp, or they call it a C Corp, but it's a regular corporation, is you go through the, the Secretary of State and you can fill out this form mm -hmm. by, uh, by filling in the blanks, basically, and paying the $300 as the fee to set it up. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of guide you on how to get an EIN number and all that. Mm -hmm. But... When you go and um, and set that up, um, you they get they tell you or, or maybe your attorney tells you, but the the rules are that within a certain number of days, and I think it might be ninety days, you have to file a form. I think it's five five two five. I can't remember whatever the form is. You have to file a form with the IRS, allowing the government to know that you are going to use that pass through taxation um, uh, right or privilege that goes with an S corp. That's what makes the S-Corp different from the Corp. It's not the way you generate the paperwork to create it. It's how it's treated from a taxation standpoint. And the forms are very different. And you have to comply with them strictly mm -hmm. or you do not have an S-Corp and you still get the double taxation. Mm -hmm. It's the Form 2553. Okay. And so, yeah, absolutely. So you have to do that. But you can get pass-through taxation Another advantage is you can raise capital more easily. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of some intuitive things. You're more credible. Now, you know, people know that you're putting LLC, uh, PLLC or You have a certain name that you whatever. have to use on your DBAs even if you've got a corporation. If you can't, if you're named, if it's the, you know, the uh, Lone Star uh, Corporation, but you want to go by Dick's Radio Show, mm -hmm. um, you have to have Dick's Radio Show Inc. You have to have Inc. in there in the DBA so people know it's a corporation. So they know to, how to look it up when they try to go find out what's going on. And another Wait a minute, even with the DBA, you, you get a DBA yes. and uh -huh. you have to like. Well, I take that back. Yeah, I think you do have to have corp in it. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, that's everything that I know is that it has to put people on notice. Yeah, this is a that, corporation. Yeah, and I, I'm saying that because I haven't looked at it for a while. But I, you know, I do remember if you have a DBA and you have a corporation, that ink has to be in there. Corporate corporate ink has to be in there. You can't just have a DBA that says. Uh, you know, Bob's Barbecue, but if it's an ink, Bob's Barbecue Ink. But you don't have to have that on your card. That has to be how, it has to be on your checks. It has to be, that corporation or ink has to be referenced when you're dealing with somebody on a, a legal basis. And that goes, um, the other thing was, uh, you brought to my attention is, um, when you were just now talking about this, about the corporations. Um, oh, I lost 
my train of thought. It was oh, not just credibility. It was credibility. Oh, yeah. When you go to it, it, it's not that easy. If you go to a bank and say, I am Joe Bob's Barbecue and I've got a corporation and here's my corporation papers and I'd like a loan. Well, they're going to be like, well, that's nice. Anybody can, can get a corporation for $300 that does, and a computer. So what? They're going to ask for a personal, um, uh, what do you call it, liability. They're going to ask guarantor. you to be a guarantee, guarantee a personal guarantee um, from you until that corporation establishes credit. Just like a kid yeah. that wants to buy a car. They're not just going to give you money. Right. But you've got to, just like a baby, you've got to show that you've got, if you've got collateral in the corporation, of course they're going to give you a loan. So it's not that easy, but you're going to have to show a bank or people you're dealing with that this corporation as an entity is has got some security or they're not going to deal with you that way. But as far as transferring, oh my gosh, yes, so much easier having a corporation. Hey, you know, and another uh, a restriction, some restrictions is that there can, in an S corporation, ownership restrictions, that the number of owners, shareholders uh, have to be 100 or less. They have to be U.S. citizens or residents. They can't be non-residents. Cannot be C corporations or other S corporations, limited liability companies, partnerships, or certain trusts. So, uh, now moving on to the LLC. Okay, uh, so the the difference between the S corporation and the C corporation mm-hmm. is the pass through taxation. Yes, that is, the, and the number of people. That's the primary thing. Yes. But I'll tell you what, there are a lot of sole proprietors, and I think that maybe what the S stands for, sole proprietor, but incorporated. Mm-hmm. There's many, many sole proprietors that use the S corp because of the tax advantages. They don't want the liability of being a sole proprietor anymore, so they incorporate so that they would they have a personal bankruptcy, for an example, or they have personal judgment. Someone comes well when they go to that person comes after you, they can't execute upon your personal, personal. property. Um, they can't go get the stuff that's exempt anyway, and the exempted property is under going to be under the Texas Property Code forty two point oh oh one or something like that. It's in, in section forty two. Um, that what a, a creditor. And uh, to the corporate, uh, I'm sorry, a, a creditor can't come after you personally for will be set up there. And if you declare bankruptcy, then th- th- you can choose between federal or Texas exemption rules. Most people, Texas has got the best property exemptions. Most people will go with the Texas property exemptions. Okay, but, but, but is what you're saying then is a sole proprietorship, they can come after you personally? If you're a sole proprietor, you own everything right. because but that's S-corp- why people incorporate. right. The S corp, they can't come after you personally because it's in a corporation. I just want That's, our listeners to know can't, that. But you can't get a judgment against you as a sole proprietor and be like, "Oh, um, I'm going to go incorporate so they can't get my stuff." Doesn't work like that. Right. You already when, have to. If be. you've already got the stuff and you've got the judgment, you can't now put it all in the corporation, right. Unless you personally took all your money and 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 capitalized the corporation with that. Can't ju- you, it doesn't, the timing is everything. Right. And you can do it anytime you want, mm-hmm. but you're going to be liable for that, 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 that any same property. Any judgments attached to you before the incorporation. Yes. And, and there's some other legal, uh, there's some other things that you can do. But the, the bottom line is when you're, but the reason that most sole proprietors don't just keep it mom and pop shop, like the little place next door, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. is because they are trying to. Uh, prevent liability. This is why people incorporate. They want to prevent liability personally if somebody slips and falls. Right. Let the insurance company that they've got cover that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want liability uh, for if somebody comes after them. Uh, what if the product you sell? Uh, what What if uh, Dick comes up with Dick's, um, you know, uh, uh, something to keep him healthy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Spirits. Muscle Dick's spirits. juice. Yeah, Dick's muscle juice. Mm-hmm. When really it's got um, antifreeze in it. But Dick didn't know because his manufacturer didn't tell him it was antifreeze. And all of his customers are dropping dead. Well, if Dick didn't know that and he really didn't know it and he was incorporated, he wouldn't have any liability only to the extent of what he put the into it. Investment. And that's And he'd have an S-corp if he was smart because he's got lots of people in his family that know these kind of things. Mm-hmm. He would have already filed for that. And then Dick would feel bad, but he was innocent of that mm-hmm. because his chemist didn't know that he was using ethanol, you know, glycine or whatever, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So, okay, well... Oh, and by the way, Dick doesn't have the... That's right. Dick's, he does know, not juice. have muscle, the muscle. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, LLC. Let's move on to yeah. that. The the C-Corp uh, is just corporate advantages. The only difference, pretty much, is that you're taxed at the corporate level and you're also taxed at the personal yes. level for any uh, profits that you would be due as a shareholder. Right. Okay, so the LLCs. I'm so curious about the LLC. So many times people set these up. Why is that 
the third type of corporation, why is that something that we even want to look at? Why do we need it? Why bother? We've got these other ones. Yeah, it provides limited liability protection to their owners that are called members. Typically, owners are not personally responsible for business debts and liabilities. Same thing as the S-Corp and the Mm -hmm. C-Corp. Limited liability, so creditors cannot pursue owners' personal assets. The advantages, uh, they've gained many advantages. These are, I don't know, they came up with these LLCs, what, 15, 20 years ago, and everybody was so excited. Um, when I was in law, I didn't learn. I was in law school, and then I worked at a firm that did corporations, and I just don't remember why they were choosing those. So we're educated. Okay, these benefits in many cases are unavailable to sole proprietorships and general partnerships. Now remember that Tony was just talking about the sole proprietorship is the one where you're personally liable. Right. If you don't want to be personally liable, you start an S corp. A general partnership, you're personally liable yes. because it's a default. Partnerships and sole partnerships, personal liability. And a corporation is, it kind of takes on like, um, it's like you're passing on all that liability to the baby, you know? Yeah. Not my fault, it's their fault. Right, exactly. But it really is your fault if you're raising the baby, like you have parental responsibility. Yeah, but that just confuses. I mean, we're talking about an LLC. Yes. So the advantages mm-hmm. are you get limited liability protection. Mm-hmm. You get the pass-through taxation mm-hmm. that you were yes. just explaining. Yes. Oh, you get pass-through pa- tax taxation That's, on the LLC. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you but, get the pass-through taxation, which is a big deal. It is and a big deal. And also a big deal to these guys is that there's not much paperwork involved. And so, you know, people hate to do paperwork. They get just overwhelmed thinking about incorporating because yes. they're thinking, Oh, there's less paperwork for LLC too? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you can add as many owners as you want. You, have, you can have a ton of shareholders. Yeah. That's different from the S-Corp where you're limited to what, 10, is it? Five? From the what? For the S-Corp, how many? I years? think it's 100. Oh, 100, okay. So, I mean, you can still have 100, but, I mean, when, if you want to go public, you can go from your you S- forget but you, it. The pass-through with a lot of people, now that's a big deal. Oh, LLC. absolutely, yeah. So that is, it's the stepping stone. You've got a corporation that was set up by, you know, when you play Monopoly, that's all they had back in the 30s was corporations. And then you've got, they came up with the S-Corp, which was a little easier for people to right, incorporate. Right, And now they have the LLC, which sounds like it might be as simple as the S-Corp, but you have more advantages. Yeah. You it's have S-Corp that. plus. But also, Tony, based on the reading that I was doing preparing for this and the very difficult questions that you asked me to answer. So to put this very succinctly, as best as I understand it. You mean about Matthew 5, 25? No, I'm talking about the S-Corp and the LLC. Okay. Uh, the LLC can file as an, it can choose to be taxed as an S-Corp, which means. Yeah, yeah, the pass-through. That's the S-Corp. That's the only advantage to me of the S-Corp is the pass-through taxation. Okay, but I want to say this. Uh, the, the pros to the LLC is you have the, fle- the, the flexibility of being taxed as a sole proprietorship, a partnership, an S-Corp, or a C-Corp. So you create this LLC entity, and you can choose your method of taxation. Okay. Now, let me ask real quick. Dick, how much longer do we have for the show today? How many more minutes? Nine minutes. Thank you, because I want to talk about something, our upcoming show with the Lemonade Day. Uh-huh. Which, just go on through till 55. Oh, perfect. Oh, okay. um, lemonade Day. Just, well, wait. Okay. Um, that, that was the only reason. I definitely want to hear about that. that. That was why I broke in. Keep going. Oh, okay. So uh, you have the flexibility of being taxed, but mm-hmm. at the LLC level, if you choose the C Corp classification— you're paying your Medicare and Social Security taxes on all the profits of that business. Right. But if you choose as an LLC to be taxed as a an S corp uh-huh. or an S corp or a yeah an S corp, then you take say if you make a hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars profit in this LLC, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you give yourself a reasonable salary like you do in an S corp. Uh-huh. An LLC you don't do that, but you decide to. A reasonable salary is fifty thousand dollars. Well, you're only going to pay. Medicare and Social Security on the $50,000 salary, not the $100,000 total profit. Okay, right, right. That's the pass-through. Okay. But let me ask you this, um, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but if you have a corporation, and let's say it's an S-corp, um, well, I know with the corporations, I've worked for a number of corporations. In fact, I've got my, my old company mm-hmm. shirt on that I love, Texas Independent. Shout out to Texas Independent, mm-hmm. a, a small oil company. I love them to death. They're uh, but I actually think they're Texas codependent, which is why <laughs> I'm out of there uh, on the, on each other. Uh-huh. But uh, but anyway, the um, the uh, when you receive a W two from a corporation, because that's the way that when you file your taxes, mm-hmm. that you're able to show that I had income. So you, the government has had it, and on your little W two, it's got you know Medicare, Medicaid, and all the stuff that was deducted from it. 
and you choose how many exemptions and all that stuff you want. So it depends on, you know, you're going to have a little bit more taken out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and when you have a corporation, you don't, that's all you have to file with your taxes. Now with an S corp, because you're now a shareholder and you're also the sole proprietor that's incorporated, there's, and, and, and corporations, let's say they're the one that's managing the corporation, you have to file, um, you have to file a corporate tax return, a totally separate return, because that, that corporation has got, a, it's the baby, it's its own entity. So the corporation has a tax return, but you get to WT from it. And S-Corp, you've got a, um, you're going to get a K-1 from the employer. So if you're a corporation with an S-Corp, and you're also the person that's, that's doing the taxes on it, and you're small, and you've just gone to Walmart and gotten the, the little, you know, the, the tax program to do it, a K-1 has to be issued or, or you can't file the taxes correctly because you have to have something to show to file as the addendum to your income tax, and that's the K-1. But the schedule that you prepare that goes with that because you don't have to have a separate, I don't believe you have to have a separate corporation board. The schedule that you get, though, because um, it's now you're part of the S-Corp as a shareholder is a K-1. So it's a little different. So you have a K-1. And a K-1 tells uh, the government how much money you got in profits as each individual shareholder. Yes, and that's why you and get you the pass-through. The pass-through is not blind, not blindly telling the government that's what I made. The reason that you have these, the, the documentation is more, but the benefits are so great, lack of, li- you know, not having the liability and all that, mm-hmm. is because you're filling out the forms and you're still being, just like we talked about earlier, you're being transparent with the government mm-hmm. and full disclosure mm-hmm. on your K, uh, on your, um, on your e-form, your um, Schedule E, and then you're getting the K-1 to show what you took from that right. so your taxes are right. Now, the LLC sounds like it may be that, you, that you're still going to get a, a K-1. Uh, I'm sorry. You're going to fill out the e-schedule. Whoever Whoever's doing that for the company, an e-schedule, and then there's going to be a K-1. So if there's a corporation involved, you, there's always going to be a an either a W-2 or a K-1. There, there, I don't see how you can get around that because... The, the separate entity corporation, that, that's, that's going to be required for your transparency. Mm-hmm. But is that what you understand from your research on LLCs? Well, what I understand about the S-Corp is that it's not a type of business entity. It's a it's a designation for paying taxes. And I think you, you pretty much just covered that. But mm-hmm. there is no LLC tax classification. Okay. And therefore, LLCs are taxed as though they are another type of business. Now, the difference between the sole proprietorship LLC taxes mm-hmm. and LLCs taxed as an S-Corp, because remember, as an LLC, you can uh, apply to be taxed as a sole proprietorship, partnership, S-Corp, right, right. C-Corp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for many small businesses, the main difference mm-hmm. is the way the business owners pay Medicare and Social Security taxes. Yes. Which is what mm-hmm. I was saying. Mm-hmm. Also known as self-employment taxes. Yes. Some yes. LLC. Now, this is the crux of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Some LLC owners can save money on those taxes by choosing S-Corp taxation. So if you have a single-member LLC and they're taxed as a sole proprietorship, the LLC member reports business income and expenses on his or her personal income tax return and pays personal income tax on company profits. So the member's considered self-employed and thus responsible for paying Social Security and Medicare taxes on those profits. Okay. Okay? You're still going to get a K-1 that shows that, though, and you're still going to have an E-schedule, but it's... I see it's all going to be done on the level of your personal taxes, not on a corporate. But this is if a single member LLC is taxed as an S corp. We were talking about a sole proprietorship. You're all personal. Right, right, right. Goes mm-hmm. on. If you're and that's taxed- a Schedule C and your ta- that, that self employment tax. And we'll probably have to get one day we'll have a an expert on here that does nothing but that kind of taxes to straighten right. it out. But if they. Uh, if they, if a single member LLC, mm-hmm. so a sole proprietorship that's become formed an LLC, mm-hmm. they ta- their taxes an S corp. The member can be considered an employee of the business. Mm-hmm. An employee owner must be paid a reasonable salary. Yes, I just kind of went over this. The LLC uh-huh. will report the salary as a business expense. Yes, the owner will report both the salary and any m- remaining business profit on his or her personal tax return. Okay. However, the difference is the sole proprietor LLC owner who must pay Medicare and Social Security taxes on all profits, the S-Corporation and its owner will only pay these taxes on the owner's salary. So the S-Corp is a better taxation if you're small. You'd rather have that than an LLC because you're, that's like a little small double taxation is what you're telling me. The, the, the S-Corp only is the pass-through for Medicare and those other expenses that you were just talking about, right? Uh, well, what, what I'm basically understanding from this 
is that the LLC that decides to file as an S-Corp, that it gets divvied up and they only have to pay personal taxes on uh, the owner, the proprietor of the LLC pays taxes on Medicare and Social Securities on all the profits. So the LLC has basically made an an election to to be an S-Corp under an LLC. Well, remember, if you get $100,000 profit Mm -hmm. and you say, okay, that LLC single member he gets $50,000 a month, a $50,000 a year salary, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now the LLC pays the profits, the taxes on the profits, and the uh, the personal guy who owns the LLC pays taxes on what he made. Right. So it splits it up. Well, we're, now we're getting into all that sort of yeah, um, actuary, accountant, expert, you know, CPA kind of stuff. Well, that's what you wanted to talk you know, about. No, I did. No, absolutely. I want to talk about that. But I did want to say that um, yeah. next week we've got Lemonade Day, the... the uh, some representatives because yeah, lemonade, it's, yeah. I'm so excited about it. It has everything to do with what we're talking about today, whether these little entrepreneurs are eight to uh, 55 year olds that want to start <laughs> yeah. Lemonade Day and sell lemonade. Um, it's a little package on t- showing you how to start. The, it's going to be an amazing show. And whether these little entrepreneurs want to have a corporation, an S Corp, an LLC, right, uh, right. they may want to apply some of the stuff that we have today, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a representative telling Every all of our listeners on how to get that started. I'm very excited. So listen next week. Uh, a representative from the Lemon Day. Lemonade Day. Lemonade mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. Tony and Cheryl, we've been talking about uh, corporations again, and we want you to always remember to serve God, God serve God by serving others. Okay. Every day. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about this show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com. 